Welcome to KEDEC Connect. My name is Andrew Deal, Senior Vice President for the VMI KEDEC Club. Today I'm honored to have head baseball coach Jonathan Hadra. Jonathan, thanks for being here with us today. Thanks, Drew. So Jonathan, uh, talk to me a little bit about coaching and, and what motivates you and what made you get into that profession. Um, well, uh, it wasn't really kind of a, a one-time thing or a decision that I made. You know, baseball has been such a staple in my life, uh, you know, ever since I was three or four. So uh, when the opportunity came up <clears throat> when I graduated in 2004, it was an easy decision. It was an easy, easy transition. Um, I love being around the guys, um, love the competitive side of it, love the recruiting. Um, there's so many things that motivate me um, just on a daily basis. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just trying to have an impact with, with young folks and to help them down the road and help them to achieve their dreams. As a former VMI baseball player, class of 2004, uh, what does it mean to you to be back at VMI being the head coach uh, of the baseball it's, team? It's special, you know. It's um, <clears throat> There aren't a lot of coaches that get to have the opportunity to coach at their alma mater, so it, it's, it's even more special, I think, for me. Um, you know, being here and being able to kind of live the dream and uh, at VMI um, with these players is, I mean, something every day where you kind of just pinch yourself and just very thankful for the opportunity. You've had the opportunity to be an assistant coach under two other VMI graduates, Chris Finwood mm -hmm. um, and Marlon Eikenberry. Um, talk to me about the influence those two have had on you in your coaching career. Um, they've been extremely impactful. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, like a lot of things at VMI, they forced me to figure things out. Um, they challenged me on a daily basis. They put a lot of responsibility on me early as a young coach. Um, that, you know, it made me a better coach, made me a better person, um, allowed me to, to uh, my confidence to grow um, because they put me in uncomfortable situations at times that I maybe was, you know, wasn't used to. Um, but at the end of the day, they let me work and they, and they helped develop me, which, you know, um, was it such a huge impactful thing on my career. So you came back to VMI for your second stint as an assistant coach in yeah. 2009. I was, I was lucky enough <laughs> to be a part of those teams for, for three years. And, uh, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it really was. It really was. And we had some good teams. So, good. You know, good. you're sitting here now, the head coach, 113 career wins, second all-time. Uh, I think I have this number right, but I think since you came back as an assistant coach, we've had 12 players drafted. Talk about the progress VMI baseball has made over the years. Yeah, it's it's been neat to see um, because you know back in the fall of 2000, um, you know the program wasn't even close to what it is today. There was a coaching change at that time. Um, and my class was fortunate to be the first class with the new staff under Tommy Slater. And, you know, our facility <clears throat> was a bad high school field. Um, our locker room was, you know, maybe half the size of what it is now. Um, Budget-wise, it wasn't even close to what we have now. Um, equipment, you know, not even close. You know, then to see the transition of the program from the facility that we had, and then in 2007, we, we make a huge investment in the program. We build the stadium, and, and in 2004, we actually redid the locker room, and 
Um, and then just to see in the most recent years um, the increase in the, in the scholarship budget and having the, having the capability to attract players outside of the state of Virginia because now we can, we can help make this an affordable experience for them. Um, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to, to coaching. Just, I mean, uh, just the tremendous amount of pride that I have in this program because, you know, I was one of the one of the guys that was here before, you know, before all the things that we have now. Um, and it's, you know, to think that was 20 years ago, it seems like it was yesterday. Um, and definitely I never take it for granted. I know where this program has come from. Um, and I've been very fortunate to just be a small part of um, the players, um, former coaches that have, uh, you know, b helped build this program to what it is today. And we're not done yet. We still got a ways to go. Um, but just incredibly thankful and, and fortunate to be a small part, you know, of all of this um, because this has been a collective effort of so many people, um, some extremely good coaches, um, players, really good players, athletic directors that have invested in our program and have believed in our program. Um, so it's been, it's neat to see, you know, I'm excited to see where we go from here, you know, honestly, um, because we've still got a ways to go. Um, but, but we've come a long, long ways. Talk to me a little bit about your coaching philosophy and then following that, um, kind of the recruiting strategy that, that you and your staff develop. I mean, VMI is obviously a unique place, um, so recruiting is very important. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you might be able to answer the coaching <laughs> philosophy better than I can. You know, well, you, you don't know what that. a ball is, so I know that. <laughs> no, you know, I, I try what I try to do with our players, I, I, I really try to tell them, you know, what they need to know as opposed to what they want to hear all the time, you know, and, and I try to be transparent and, and um, you really, what you see is what you get um, and try to shoot them straight. That's how I was coached. Um, my former bosses, that's how they, they coached. Um, that's how they uh, mentored me. Um, that's how I try to help develop our assistant coaches. Um, but I just think it helps our players know where they stand. You know, sometimes they, it, it, they don't like, maybe they don't agree with what I say, and I understand that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all said out of love, and at the end of the day, it's all said um, with one simple purpose, and that's just to help develop young people in mind. Like, that's the sole foundation for what we're doing. Um, and that's what, what we try to do. Um, and I, and I, try, I try to take that same approach in the recruiting process because this is a hard place. Um, and it's one of the hardest schools in the country. And I think if you uh, sugarcoat it and you keep things from the, the recruits and then they end up getting here, it, I don't think it ends up well. I think you got to shoot them straight from the very beginning. Um, and tell them how hard it is. Um, tell them there's going to be challenges because there there are. Um, but at the end of the day, all that's good. You know, being challenged and learning how to grow and really being at that point that, that where you got to it's a gut check and you got to figure out if this is for you. Like that's when you start to grow and that's when you start to figure things out as a person. And um, so I take the same same approach in the recruiting process. Now, as far as where we try to attack, I mean, I, I think our success, if you look at the tradition of our program, um, 
our success bodes on recruiting really good high school students, developing them as players, and then retaining them. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of transfers in our program. Um, I think Virginia is such a good state for high school baseball um, with Richmond, Virginia Beach area, Northern Virginia, um, and then finding the players in the Valley. Like, there's good players here. And, and when we have won, when we've been very competitive, we've had older teams that have consisted of Virginia guys primarily. And then you, you know, and then really most recently, we've been able to sprinkle in the Atisei guys. And really that's been just a, uh, you know, past five, six years since our scholarship budget has gone up a little bit. Um, but that's, that's the key. I mean, it's Virginia kids, we got to retain them. We have to be able to develop them. Um, and, and if we can do that, typically good things will happen. We're referring to developing players, and let's talk about your, your coaching staff for a little bit. And, and one of the guys I had the, the opportunity to play with here at VMI and yeah. Sam Roberts, probably one of the purest hitters I played with. Yeah. And the guy could also get it done on the mound, and, yeah. and here he is, the pitching coach for VMI. How much has having Sam on the staff helped you? Well, it's, it's huge because, um, one, Sam's baseball IQ, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. I mean, his baseball IQ as a player was – unmatched still to this day the best I've ever coached um, and and he and having him here is fantastic for me because he was a two-way guy he was an all-conference shortstop was a draft pick as a shortstop and then pitched in professional baseball you know so he has played on both sides of the baseball um, he when he first came back he was our infield coach um, and I pick his brain all the time about infield play, um, even though he's, he's doing our pitchers right now. Um, but I think it just helps having another VMI guy on the staff. And now that he's been, he's been promoted to recruiting coordinator and associate head coach, I mean, I put a lot on his plate. Um, and there's a lot of trust there um, because he knows, I mean, he, he went through it and he was very, very good at it, and he was very successful, and he played at the next level. He knows what it takes on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, for me, th th there's to have an, a staff, an assistant coach, that I could just simply turn responsibilities over to and not even worry about it, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it just makes things a lot, a lot easier. Well, correct me if I get this wrong, but you came here to VMI as a player in the Southern Conference. During yeah. your career, it transitioned to the Big South. Yep. You came back as an assistant coach in 09 in the Big South. And yep. I, I want to say maybe your first year as head coach was in the SOCON. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so as a player that played in the Big South, and I'm not going to use any schools' names, but, you know, there were some weekends we'd go in there and we'd feel really good about walking away with at least two wins, if not a sweep. Now yeah. you look at the SOCON, and it's a competitive weekend. It is. Talk to me a little bit about that. I love the fact that we're back in the SoCon. I mean, you know, um, you know, just just to pick up the the natural rivalry of and putting our players in a situation where they get to play the Citadel every year, I think is huge. I mean, you remember when we went down in '11, I think it was, and played them in two games in the midweek. You know, we won both of those games, and and I remember talking to Coach Eikenberry in the hotel that night and just telling him, you know, I said I. I don't know if our players understand like how special those two wins are you know 
um, simply because it's it was at Citadel and they were really good and and we were at the time we're having a pretty solid year um, and and now we get to experience that every year but it is just special for our guys and you know and then just the fact that the league is what it is man I mean it's a tough mid-major league um, I mean there's not a program in our league that doesn't do a good job I mean everybody works um, they get good players they develop good players I mean shoot you know we had the Golden Spikes award winner in the league a few years ago and I mean I mean we're playing Kyle Lewis in mean, Seattle this year I mean it's unbelievable like yeah. it, you know and and you got to be ready for it every weekend um, and uh, but again it, it's I love the challenge the guys love the challenge the trips are great um, the facilities are nice uh, so it, it's definitely good being back in the SOCON for sure. What does a day in the life of Coach Hadra look like? <laughs> Besides the 30 minutes you do on your curls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it usually starts somewhere between 6 and 6.30 when three maniacs come rolling down the steps and, uh, you know, have no feel as far as what time it is. Uh, you know, but, uh, no, it, uh, you know, morning, I mean, just like you, I mean, get, ready, get the kids ready for school and, uh, or, or for their pod school or, or, you know, times are what they are. But, um, you know, you try to get in the office around 8 and um, plan for the day with the staff. Um, and then usually, I mean, it's usually we got early work with guys at the field. I mean, we have guys down there all day, um, not as a team, but just in early work. Um, and then... Try to get to practice, get done with practice around 6.30, 45 ish you know, and then head home, and then the real real work starts, uh, you know, with the with the little ones. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's like Groundhog's Day, man. It's, it's just, you know, same thing every day for the most part. Talk to me a little bit about this, and, and I'll make an inside joke between us, but, you know, the importance of a coach's wife. I mean, you mentioned the three kids and, and Allison, your wife, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it's your schedule. You're, you're gone all the time, and even yeah. in season, it's even worse with games and you're traveling, doing in-season recruiting because high school baseball. And, and I will mention Allison went to my high school. She's an L.C. <laughs> Bird Skyhawk. So she, Jonathan yeah. chose really well yeah. uh, in that profession. Yeah. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that and the balance of, you know, family and being a coach. Yeah, well, I, I think any coach will tell you, any coach that's been able to stay in the profession for an extended amount of time will tell you that, you know, it's because they of their wife. You know, she's the only reason I was able to stay in it. Um, about 15, 16 years ago, or no, about 12, 13 years ago, I was yeah, at a crossroads. Get that right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was at a crossroads, you know, it was like, hey, I need to figure out what I'm doing. Um, I was going on my fourth year as a volunteer assistant, you know, at some point you need to, you know, make a paycheck. So, and she was the reason I was able to stay in. Um, she's why I get to do what I do um, because she's, She's the rock in our family. Um, there's many times in a year where she's having to be a single mom. Um, I mean, that I'm not, Monday through Friday, I'm not getting home until after seven o'clock where, you know, that she's gotta do dinner and bathe the kids and, and all of that. Um, and it's hard, you know, it is, man. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's tough on her at times. Um, 
I don't know if being at home because of COVID's helped the matter or not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe she's kind of, uh, you know, maybe I've been at home too much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she's been, she's tremendous. She really is. Well, let's let's talk about COVID a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I recall I was sitting on my screen in ports, watching TV, watching the UNC VMI game, yeah. and, and not knowing that that was going to be our last game yeah. uh, played. Talk to me a little bit about that, uh, the conversations you had to go have with the outgoing seniors mm -hmm. uh, and, and how you handled all that. Yeah, it's kind of wild, you know, to think that that was our – I kind of started to get the vibe that that may be our last game about 15 minutes before the first pitch um, because we had Cornell coming in that weekend and Cornell's coach texted me but 15 minutes before the first pitch said, hey, Ivy League just canceled. So – then we had a lightning delay in that game. And while I was sitting in the dugout for 30 minutes, making phone calls, trying to figure out if we can get an opponent, we landed a doubleheader against Norfolk State on that Friday. And then by Thursday evening, that was canceled. And, and then SOCON came out and, you know, they ended up canceling all that. Um, you know, I mean, the, you know, the conversations with the seniors, um, you know, they're bittersweet. I, I mean, because, Obviously, they wanted to finish their senior year and give them opportunity to play, but you know, you know, then the NCAA granted them an extra year of eligibility. But you know, they had incredible opportunities. You know, the VMI was working. Um, all of them had opportunities, whether it's at grad school or or just job situations or whatever, and that's why they came here. You know, so. <laughs> You know, it was working, um, and I was proud of them. Each, each of them had their opportunities. Um, I mean, it's been interesting just trying to stay up with the guys and making sure during that six months that we were out, just trying to you know make sure everybody had a plan, um, what they needed to do athletically, academically. Um, and it just it was it was a wild time. Um, so I don't, and we're still kind of going through it. You know, I mean, even now. We've been very fortunate. I mean, I think we're at the best place to handle this type of a thing um, because we can kind of keep our entire student body on, you know, on campus, on post. But, um, but you know, from scheduling purposes, I mean, you know, the, 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 you know, someone tests positive and there's a certain protocol that takes place and then they contact trace and all that happens. And so you, you just have to adjust uh, on a daily basis because, you know, it might be down three more guys today. Well, now we can't take an infield because we don't have any infielders or whatever the case may be, right? And and that's been challenging. But at the end of the day, it's it's forced me to. I mean, when we get out of this this craziness, I mean, it's gonna. I'll be a better coach because of it because I have to be more efficient with how I plan our workouts. I have to be more. I have to be more efficient in how I communicate with our players because I have so many players that are not here right now. And we still have to be able to give them a plan because there's still things that they can do to be productive, even though they may just be sitting in a hotel room. Um, and we have to do a good job as a staff to find those little things that can help them. So when they do come back, they're not as far behind as they would be. So, um, yeah, it's been wild. I mean, it's been, it's been interesting. But I, I think at the end of it, I mean, we'll be better because of it. How has COVID affected recruiting? I know summertime's a big time of the year for recruiting high school yeah. baseball players. 
Uh, I would assume that most of those tournaments were probably canceled this summer. Yeah. How has that changed? Yeah, so it's been it's been interesting because so we've been in we've been able to contact, stay in contact and 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 develop new relationships um, this whole time. Where it's really changed is there's a lot of facilities that are going that are live streaming their events. And I'll tell you what is what it's done for us actually is we've actually been able to watch and evaluate a significant amount of more out-of-state events that we would never go to if we were on the road. Um, you know, whether it's Ohio, Indiana events, Florida events. We've got commitments from kids in Indiana, Ohio, and Florida um, that, quite frankly, I mean, we probably wouldn't have been at those events if we had been on the road. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to change. I think recruiting is going to change a lot because these facilities have the capability to live stream. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, we haven't been on the road and, and, you know, there's been a dead period that's obviously been extended through January 1, but I don't think in any way it's slowed down the pace that we work at. The pace is the same. It's just we're at home or in the office when we're doing it. Um, the phone calls are the same and all of that. Uh, we've been made offers and received commitments. Um, you know, we can't set up visits on post because of the dead period, but what we've had a number of kids visit post and they just have to take themselves around post. Uh, we can't meet with them. Um, but like I said, like it, does, it hasn't slowed down. The pace doesn't, hasn't changed. We've just had to have to change our energy and where our focus is in order to still get the commitments because Everybody else is still recruiting, you know, so we got to keep working. Um, so it's just changed, that's all. You mentioned a few out-of-state commitments, and mm -hmm. we touched on it a little bit, but talk to me about how the uh, increase in scholarship support has impacted you in the program. Yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been huge because you know, it's a state school, so there's the in-state and out-of-state tuition. Out-of-state tuition is expensive. Um, and, you know, so what it's done is it's allowed us to just bring that cost down a little bit to a point where a family can afford it. Um, and, you know, like I said, like it doesn't, our bread and butter is going to be identifying the best Virginia kids that we can get. I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. Um, but there's really good players outside of Virginia. We know that. And um, so it's allowed us to get into the mix with some good players um, and, and just bring that number down to a point where it's like, hey, you know, this is, I can, I can afford this now. Um, and most of the time that tended to be the hurdle we had to jump, you know, with the out-of-state kids is, you know, how are we going to get enough money to this family to, to allow them to, to make this work? Um, and we're at a point now where, you know, we can do it, you know, if we manage our money responsibly, we can, we can do it. Before we talk about the, the current team now, what is it as a, as a coach to, to watch two guys, uh, Corey Spangenberg for a year, mm -hmm. uh, and then Reed Garrett, uh, wear a professional Major League Baseball uniform mm -hmm. and watch them on TV knowing that you impacted them? Mm -hmm. Um... You know, just it's uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe, you know, because ultimately that's what we're all trying to do when we're growing up is get to the big leagues. And 
and to have just to to be able to play a small part in in both of their processes is is very special. Um, you know, obviously Spans was here just for a year, but I but I was the infield coach that year, so I got to work with him on a daily basis, and 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 it was a blast. He's a, a great guy, and stay in touch with him today. And, you know, Reed was I played a, a my role in his was more on the recruiting side of it than necessary when he was here because he was a pitcher, um, but. You know, just to watch them live out their dream and and know how hard they've worked is it's pretty unique and it's special and um, and it's something that you know like it's something for our current players. I hope they see them and they recognize them and they understand the history of the program. I think it's so important um, to know that you know it it can happen out of VMI. Um, and then we have a number of guys right now that are in professional baseball that that have a legit shot. Um, and just to, you know, to watch them just chasing their dream, um, you know, it's 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 pretty neat. You know, really, it's hard to put words, you know, to describe the feeling, but it's pretty neat to see. Well, let's talk about your current team now. We'll, we'll start on the pitching mound. You got Menders and Adam Jewell mm-hmm. back. Um, talk to me about that group a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we think <clears throat> we think with the development of our, of our returning guys that we can have a shot to have a pretty – Fairly deep rotation uh, with Mindy back. I mean, he's just such a competitive kid. He's a winner. Um, you know, having Adam back, he was off to such a great start last year. Um, you know, he, he's. You know, we're excited to see kind of his continued development. You know, but then I think the one that really took made a major leap forward last year was just was Nathan Light. Um, and just watching him pitch with the emotion that he was pitching with and just really just going out there to win the baseball game. And, like, it was awesome. I mean, just the energy in the dugout when he was pitching was tremendous because he was pitching with so much emotion. He was pitching to win the game, and he, it was just it was fun to be a part of. But then, you know, you have guys like, I mean, shoot, you know, Will Lopez, uh, Huffman. I mean, guys that have done a really good job. I mean, Huff has been tremendous this fall. I mean, he's dropped down a little bit. His velocity stayed the same. He's been throwing strikes. He's done a great job. Um, so those are, I mean, we're excited about that, those group. But then, you know, you have Tyler Brott, who was a freshman last year, a rat last year. And he was <clears throat> started off hot, went through a little lull, and then he started against UNC and, um, and threw the baseball really well. And he's been lights out all fall. So, um, you know, it's just about developing and growing and um, you know there's older guys they've done that you know but then you throw in the mix with some of these freshmen you know Alex LaRue and uh, Nick Besker I mean those are two guys that have really thrown well uh, this fall um, and then you've Colton Robinson and Jack Thompson and they and they're they're strike throwers um, but uh, I mean it's been I think our, our pitching staff has a shot to have some depth Offensively, we look back a few years ago, you had Nathan Eaton, Matt Peters, Fleischer, Huggins. I mean, I'm glad I didn't have to pitch against them, <laughs> but at any moment someone could change a game with yeah. one swing. You look at last year's group, not a lot of power, more you know, singles, mm-hmm. hit and runs, bunt people around. Um, talk to me about what we can expect from this year's offense. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't, it's not Fleischer and Peter and – Hugs and Peyton and all those guys, but I think it's a group that <clears throat> that can be special in their own way. I really do. Um, you know, Justin Stark is healthy. I mean, that's been huge. You know, I mean, he does such a great job behind the plate. 
Um, and he's been swinging the bat great, um, you know, but what, but then, you know, seeing the development of JT Inskeep and Zach Morris and Bobby Minotti, um, Will Knight has been just Mr. Consistent. Um, you know, he picked up right where he left off last spring when he was hitting so well. Um, <clears throat> Cody is healthy. Um, you know, I'm excited about, about those guys, you know, and then you have Noah and who's just, you know, I mean, he's, he can play anywhere on the infield and do a really good job at it. Um, he's always going to have a really quality at bat. Um, so, I, you know, is it going to be like a lineup a few years ago? No, it's not going to be. But it's, it's, like I said, they have a shot to be special in their own right. Um, but then you mix in a couple of the freshmen, the, you know, freshman position guys, and this freshman group is working really, really hard. Um, and I think there's going to be – you're going to see freshmen out there, you know, pretty regularly, I think. Um, and what role or capacity, I don't really know that yet. That's, that's yet to be determined. But, um, but there's gonna, they're going to be in the mix for sure. All right, Coach, we're going to conclude this interview with a little fun rapid-fire session here. So uh, uh. I'm just going to ask you a few questions and you just give me the answer. Okay. All right, you haven't ate all day. You're starving. It's dinner time. What's your go-to meal? Uh, ribs. Ribs. Yes. What is one of your bucket list items? Ooh, bucket list items, man. Um, man, there's a lot of them, you know. I've never been outside the U.S., so, you know, taking a little trip across the, across the ocean would be awesome. But, you know, even though I am a Yankees fan, visiting Fenway would definitely be on that list. It's a great place. I've been there. All right, favorite hobby outside of coaching? Just hanging with the kids, you know. It's, it's really kind of... I don't have much else that goes on besides baseball and family. So, all right. If you weren't a coach, what would you be, or what would you want to be? If I wasn't coaching, yes, <laughs> probably a grounds crew guy on a, <laughs> on a baseball team. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. I unfortunately know the answer to this question, and I'm not going to like it. But what's your favorite professional sports team? <laughs> it it would be the, definitely the Yankees. So. Coach, appreciate you taking time to be with us today. I'd also like to thank all of our Key Deck Club leadership members for their continued support of VMI Athletics.